Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Well, hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. Today, we are talking about market research. Market research. So I've titled this episode, How to Create the Digital Product Your Audience Actually Wants. And another way to say this is how to make sure you're selling the right product to the right audience, for the right reasons, in the right way. So let's break this down. Why does it matter, first of all? Why can't you just create what you want to create and toss it out to your audience and hope that it sticks? Well, you can. And this is what most content creators do, honestly. It's also why so many digital products don't sell as well as the creator hopes that they will, because the creator didn't do her homework. I am a stickler for doing your homework. There is a foundational step to creating digital products that can help you set the tone for success before you've even begun. And if you skip this step, then you're just building your product on shaky ground. And that step is market research. Or one of my coaches, Haley Burkhead, calls it message mining. And that'll make sense to you in a little bit. So simply put, market research or message mining involves talking with your audience to find out what they want. And by this, I don't mean putting out a survey. Lots of people ask me, why can't I just do a survey? Why do I actually have to talk to people? Now, surveys aren't bad. They can actually be very helpful just to get a general temperature of your audience's needs and of their perspectives, but they don't go as deep as you can in a one-to-one conversation. And even with surveys that provide open-ended questions with space to type, you really are only steering the discussion according to your will. So you're the one who is steering that discussion. You're using your words to describe what your audience wants and then asking them to check a box or even to type their thoughts. But there's no reciprocal opportunity for the customer or the subscriber, the person that you're asking for feedback. There's no opportunity for them to steer the conversation in a new direction based on their responses. So the whole point of market research is to learn what you don't know. It's to learn what your customers think, feel, and desire in their own words. So I recommend a method of market research that can actually capture that. So before we get there, I'll run down how I do market research. But first, let's run through those four factors. The right product, for the right audience, for the right reasons, in the right way. Okay, the right product. Any product that you, you create, it should be designed to solve a problem. Or you don't even have to call it a problem, call it a need or a desire. Some products are designed simply to entertain, but that's still serving a desire. Your customer desires to laugh or relax or to get excited about something. And entertainment can fill that desire. It's why we have Hollywood and the NFL. You know, in our case, though, as Christian content creators, our products are generally tied to a writing or a speaking or a coaching ministry. So we're usually looking at a need that our customer has in some area of personal growth. Your product has to fill that need. 
It has to transform your customer from point A, which is the problem state or the unfulfilled need, to point B, which is the resolution state where that need is filled. Market research will help you identify the problem or the need. And I'm talking about the actual problem or the need according to your audience rather than according to what you presume the problem is. And sometimes we think our audience is struggling with X when in reality they're going to tell you that they're struggling with Y. Market research helps you to clarify the actual problem so that you can create a product that addresses that problem, not one that you just imagine your audience has. And when you address the actual problem, you are far more likely to attract sales. Okay, so that's the right product. Now let's talk about the right audience. Maybe you already have an audience. People who subscribe to your email list, who follow your socials or your podcast or your blog. These are clients that you work with. People who have bought your products or joined your member group. If you already have a built-in audience, you are either going to create a product that serves that audience, or you're going to build a product that's designed to break you into a new audience. Just don't get the two confused. So for example, just to illustrate this from my own experience, I started as a blogger turned author and speaker, and my niche originally was in parenting and family life. That's what I spoke about. And I still do, although my message now is evolving as my audience grows with me into these empty nest years. But I call that audience my lifestyle audience. These are people who buy my books and attend my speaking events. When I started coaching other content creators, though, when I went from business to consumer over to business to business, I had to build up a second audience. Most of my book readers are not also content creators, so they weren't going to be interested in buying my inspired business guides or joining my digital marketing coaching group, The Funnel Club. So I've been working for the last several years at growing two different audiences, essentially. I've got Christian lifestyle readers and Christian content creators. There is some crossover between the two, but for the most part, I have to treat these as two separate markets with different needs, problems, and interests. I often see content creators come to me and say that they want to create a certain product, but it doesn't appeal to their existing audience. Yet they try to sell it to their audience anyway, and then naturally it falls flat because it's not what their audience wants or needs. So you have to make a choice. Either you have to create a product that appeals to your existing audience, or you have to build a new audience that's the right fit for the product idea that you want to pursue. Now, if you don't have an existing audience right now, you're actually in a really great spot because you can build the audience you need to buy the product that you want to create. It is possible to grow your audience as you grow your sales. And that's why I love sales funnels so much. You can promote them to a cold audience and get results. But that's an episode for another day. Just for now, know that your product needs to match your audience and vice versa. Okay, so next let's talk about the right reasons. And what does that even mean? The right reasons. So you've got a product to sell, but why? And I'm not talking about why as in your motivation for selling. Obviously, we know it's because you want to serve people. You want to earn an income. But what is the customer's motivation for purchasing your product? What is driving them to want your product? We've already talked about making sure that your product is solving the customer's problem. But why do they want to solve it? This is where market research can dig so much deeper and discover far more meaningful motivations than a simple survey can accomplish. So to illustrate this, before I created my digital marketing course, Profitable Digital Products Method, 
I conducted market research using the process that I'm going to outline for you in a bit. Now, at that point, I knew from my experience and from networking and from some market research that I'd done previously, that in general, my customer's problem was lack of funds to cover the cost of running their ministries online. That's been my premise since the beginning. Lots of authors and bloggers and podcasters spend money to maintain their business and their online presence, and many of them don't earn back enough money from their content to cover those costs. And that leads to burnout, and that leads to quitting. And then the world is robbed of these kingdom voices. I do not want that to happen. That's what my mission is all about here at the Inspire Business. It's to help authors, bloggers, speakers, podcasters, coaches earn recurring income from their content through digital products so that they can keep their ministries running. Now, lack of funds or the need to earn an income, that is the problem. Digital products are my solution. But what motivates the customer to seek and buy my solution? I assumed that the problem and the motivation were the same, that my customer wanted income, didn't have it, wanted it. But in my market research conversations, I discovered a layer beneath that need, the true motivation for my customers to consider buying my solution. They didn't want money first and foremost. They wanted to make a difference in people's lives. Now, I shouldn't be surprised by that, right? Because as Christian content creators, our underlying motivations ought to be serving others with a heart like Jesus. But when I discovered person after person telling me, yeah, the money would be nice, it would bless my family and provide some validation for the work that I've been doing all these years, and I need it in order to keep going because my ministry is draining my family bank account, you know, yes, those were real interests. Those were real issues that my customer had. Those were real desires. Yet they all said, but the money isn't my ultimate goal. I really just want to help people. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I can't keep doing that unless I earn enough money to keep my ministry going. So my audience has a motivation beneath the need. And that motivation is to make a difference in this world. So you'll notice in much of my marketing messaging, that's a phrase that I use a lot. I speak to the actual motivation, not just the surface solution. So market research will help you unveil the true, deepest reasons behind why your audience will seek your solution, and therefore it becomes the true reason behind why you offer that solution in the first place. Okay, and now finally, let's talk about the right way. So just to put us back in context for a second, we're talking about selling the right product to the right audience for the right reasons in the right way. So what does that mean? There's a right way and a wrong way to sell. Is that what I'm saying? Yes, that is what I'm saying. The wrong way is to try to convince somebody to buy your product. The right way is to speak to your audience using their words, not yours. So you don't need to convince them to buy anything. You just need to relate to them and reflect their own hearts. That is smart and authentic marketing. And you can only achieve it through market research. This is the part where I'm going to walk you through my process for conducting a market research, which will ultimately result in that smart marketing. This is going to produce what you need to speak to your audience in a way that reflects their own needs and desires. Okay, so are you ready? I'm going to run you through a series of steps. So listen close. First, come up with a list of five to 10 people in your target market. 
five to 10 people for starters. Now, these could be existing customers or just people who fit the audience or the avatar that you're trying to reach. They might be subscribers or just people in your network. You can reach out directly through email or DMs to specific people that you have in mind, or just email your whole list and invite them to participate in your research. The goal here is to interview five to 10 people for starters. Okay. When you invite them to participate, make sure that you tell them you're not trying to sell them anything. You are simply looking for insight that's related to your topic that's going to help you with your product development. Now, I also recommend giving these participants a thank you gift for interviewing with you and even just something simple like a $10 gift card as a thank you. Okay. Then I want you to schedule 30 minute calls a 30-minute call with each of your market research participants. Now, these are separate one-on-one calls, not group calls. Conduct these calls on Zoom or some other platform that's going to allow you to record the conversation. And this is very important. Do not forget to hit the record button. I recommend now during that call asking five particular questions that can get to the heart of your customer's pain points and motivations. You can feel free to add to these questions according to your customer's responses or to that flow of conversation that's going to happen back and forth. And again, that's the benefit of a personal call versus a survey is that you can shape and guide the discussion based on what your participant is telling you. But in general, here are five questions that I recommend. And don't worry about writing them down. I'm actually going to include them in the notes for today's episode. So first of all, ask, what frustrates you most about blank, you know, your topic that you're talking about. Dive deep into the fears and the feelings that are beneath that answer. So in my case, I would say what frustrates you most about um, running an online ministry, okay? And then the next question is what intimidates you or stresses you out about whatever your topic is? So what intimidates you or stresses you out about selling products online, all right? Next question, if you had a solution to X, how would that change things for you? So in my case, I might say, if you had a solution to funding your online ministry, how would that change things for you? Okay. Number four, if you could talk to an expert on your topic, what questions would you ask? So if you could talk to an expert on earning an income from your ministry, what questions would you ask that person? And then finally, finish this statement. If I had total control over blank, then my problems with whatever your topic is would be solved. So, for example, if I had total control over earning an income from my ministry, then my problems with running an online business or continuing to serve people online would be solved. Okay? Now, after your call is done and you remember to press record, now what I want you to do is download the audio or the MP3 of that conversation. And this is really simple to do if you're using Zoom, because if you record the call to your own device, Zoom is actually going to create a folder that contains an MP4 of the video and an MP3 of the audio. So you don't need to do anything special to download it off of Zoom. Zoom automatically saves it to your computer for you. So then I want you to take that MP3 and upload it to a transcription service like temi.com or rev.com. I'll link those down below. Temi is T-E-M-I.com or rev is R-E-V.com. They're basically the same company. For just a few dollars then, these services will actually transcribe your conversation and send you a transcribed text file of that call. So I want you to download that file and print it. 
And then I want you to read through those transcriptions and highlight any phrases or any words that your customer used to describe their problem and their motivations their pain points, their desires. As you go through all five or 10 conversations, you're going to start to see themes, repeated phrases, commonalities. So make note of these. This is how your customer sees themselves. It's how they see their pain points, their problems, their needs, again, their desires. They will tell you in their own words what they're struggling with and what that resolution looks like in their mind. They're going to tell you what the before and the after picture looks like for them. And this is gold. Because now you're going to use those same words when you're speaking back to them in your sales page copy, in your email marketing copy, in your ad copy. Remember when I said that the wrong way to sell is by trying to convince somebody to buy your product based on what you think they need and on the words that you would use to to describe your problem and to describe their desires? The right way to promote the product is by speaking to your audience using their words, not yours. And this is how you connect them heart to heart and help them relate to your solution. This is how your product or your solution will make sense to them. Using their words in your messaging is the best way to communicate with your audience authentically. Now, from my own experience, when I conducted my market research for my digital products course, I kept using the term recurring income, but I found that my audience used the words consistent income. It's a simple change, but they weren't saying recurring. They were saying consistent or ongoing. I talked about serving your audience, and they said making a difference in people's lives. So I flipped my own script to speak their language. That is the key to authentic connection in your marketing messages. And that is how you sell the right product to the right audience for the right reasons in the right way. So I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I've got lots more insight like this inside my course, Profitable Digital Products Method, and inside my coaching group, The Funnel Club. And that's where we talk about stuff like this all the time on a daily basis. So I'll link to those resources in the notes for today's episode as well. But thank you, friends, for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the Inspired Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if it spoke to your heart in some way, would you take a screenshot of it and post it to your socials or email it to a friend? The best way that we can help more Christian voices reach the world with their content is by working together to share God-honoring tips and advice, which is what I aim to do here on this podcast. So thank you for spreading the word and for walking alongside me on this inspired business journey. God bless you and your household. I'll see you next time.